Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Decision Hour with JD and Adam. What's up? What's good, huh, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? What's up? I got the selfie stick. <laughs> I do, man. I got it out, man. He's I'm got the selfie stick. I'm playing with the Just stick right now. Excuse me while I whip this out. Outstanding. Say hi to everybody. What's up, selfie everybody? Land. I love you. What's up? What's up? So, yeah. So today we've got, uh, we do have a special guest coming on here in a little bit. Yep. Um, but before we get to that, dude, how was your day, man? How was your, how was your day? How was man, your it's been, it's been, it's been crazy. You did football practice. I did football last night. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, uh, junior high football, sixth, seventh, eighth grade football. And your son plays. Yep. So it's plays, not just yep. like you're hanging around the, no, the field. No, no. I'm actually working. Old guy. Yelling. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, yelling. Yelling. Have you yelled at your son yet? I, I think I'm harder on him than anybody because he's always like, you're making me depressed. Dad. Well, shut up. Grow up. I don't give it. It's not about you. It's about the team. Let's go. You know, pull your weight. That's what I, it has it's, to be. it's funny. But you know what? Afterwards, he's like, yeah, I got it. You know, you're working out. He does good. Does really good. So uh, I'm excited. We got a great team this year. Great team. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, this is contact? Good. Yeah. No, no. It's all flag. All flag. All flag football. Your son's been working out, adding some muscle. Yeah, he's he's, he's added at least two or three I'm, ounces. I'll be honest with you, it's he's uh he's a lot stronger than he looks. Is he? <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. We were wrestling around, he flipped me, and I was like, okay, that's he flipped like, you? Yeah, he flipped me. Because you're a solid two twenty, two twenty five, two thirty. About yeah, about two thirty. Uh two thirty. Yeah. On a good I'm day. a little bit more than that. Yeah. About two, I've lost a lot of weight. I've lost a lot of weight this year. I'm about 240. Well, I'm about to, to to start hitting it. I know I've said that a lot. You, you say that a lot, and here's but the funny thing. I we actually, have a bet, do we not? Yeah, we do have a bet for the end of the year, which is why I'm hitting it right. now, because I only need 90 days to See, get and shit. See, and that's fine. I mean, I've I, in the last probably 60 days, I've lost 20 pounds. That's fine. I found them. Um, <laughs> but you know what, though? I had, I had a breakthrough last night, dude. I okay. went out to Wendy's. Yeah. And I got my normal six-piece nugget. Yeah, the Baconator. Double cheese Baconator. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Large fry, right. large Coke. Right. Brought it home, ate the nuggets, and gave everything else to my roommate. That was nice of you. For some reason, I just didn't it want there. it. Yeah, I, you know, I I find myself eating a lot more like spinach leaves, broccoli, nasty kale. That's nasty. You know, like vegetables. Yeah, but I do like basic vegetables. That's my problem. I do like corn, peas, green beans, taters, potatoes, yeah, pizza, beer, yeah. You know the the, <laughs> the regular vegetables that we, you eat. Pizza is great because you can get like if you get like a meat lovers pizza or something like that. You have all the basic four. You got all the food. Every time right there. I go to the home and garden store, they they're out of pizza seats really? to plant. <laughs> I'm just. I can't find them. Anyway. Pizza seeds. That's a new one. So that's a new one. Well, it's been a while since our last show because we I was gone last week. You were gone, and then I was in Vegas the week before. Well, no, we've had it. We've had a show since Vegas. Yeah, we've had a show since. We've Vegas. had a show since. Yep. Vegas. So it's I been was, about two weeks. Yeah, it has. Um, so a lot of catching up, uh, but it was good. Uh, I was gone. I was in DC. I had a couple events. Uh, our official launch for the Heroes Media Group. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I was a little disappointed at the point that Sergeant Slaughter did not show up, but the weather was bad and his air he is he missed his flight. Oh, okay. Um, so, so it wasn't his fault. No, it was was not. He his wanted fault. to come. He definitely wanted to come. And uh, uh but was there probably twenty twenty five thousand people in the in the two days with the triple A baseball team. Uh and it was just awesome. Uh we, we got to hang out with the uh, student veterans of America, uh, mm-hmm. local chapter from James Madison University, uh and then some of the 
higher ups, the uh, VP of marketing and communications, Jess, and uh, our very good friend Steve Weintraub. Um, right. For he's the uh, VP of outreach. So. Um, and shout out to Sam Kishola. Yeah, Sammy knocked it out of the park. He uh, his company Reality Realty, which is a network sponsor or group sponsor. Uh, put on the event. They sponsored the entire evening, uh, two nights in a row. Uh, so the first night was Military Appreciation Night, and the second night was the uh, Stafford Junction uh, 10-year anniversary, and we got to meet with uh, Stafford County uh, Sheriff. Outstanding. Uh, so it was a good time. Uh, you know, couldn't ask for it to go on any better. Awesome, man. And then this Saturday, we're going to be out at the Phoenix Dream Center. Yes, and I got several. I got about five or six bags of uh Kids' clothes, women's clothes, guys' clothes. I was going to go out and get some cases of vegetables. Since I don't eat them, I might as well give it to them. Might as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Bring perishable items. And where that's a great idea for those of you that are that are going to be listening to this podcast. Where it, it's this Saturday, August. It is this Saturday. It's the 29th. It's at the Phoenix Dream Center. Uh, basically, what's going on is uh, Heroes Media Group, Veterans Network, and uh, Mission Continues. They've all partnered up. We're going to be out there to uh, help them renovate. Mostly, Most of the work's being done by the Mission Continues, Rachel right. Gutierrez, uh, First Platoon. Um, if you don't know about the Mission Continues and you're a veteran, definitely check them out because they are all around the country and they are all veterans So that, that do this work. So they'll be renovating, they'll be painting, they'll be building stuff. Um, we'll be there doing a broadcast. Um, also, we'll be there to help uh, collect uh, these items that they need, the non-perishable items. Uh, the um, the Phoenix Dream Center, basically what it is, if you've never been there, you should stop by and just say hi and check them out. It's a, it's a real cool crew of people, um, but it's basically people that, are, that have just been down on their luck and they finally found a place to help them get their lives together. So the Phoenix Dream Center helps them with that. They help them get away from certain lifestyles um, that they used to be into that that ended them up in like prison and things like that. So this is a way to be able to start over. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody that's there went went to prison or anything like that, but some people were homeless, right. needed a place to stay. So they helped them with like job applications. They also helped them through the faith. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of different things that they do there. And uh, so they need like non-perishable items, obviously. They need... Uh, like uh, pens, pencils, papers, stuff like that that they can use to, to write um, and and not not just for journals but to uh, to kind of pre-write and draft their their resumes before they go on the computer and try and put those down. They need like dress clothes so so your old dress clothes that you don't wear anymore they, please that don't that you don't fit that don't fit anymore <laughs> um, which is why I had such a big bin last time yeah. when when we went there to donate I, and I actually have some more clothes. That I'm going to donate um, this time around. Yep. Along with non-perishable foods, hygiene items for both uh, men and women. Also, there are single mothers with with extremely young children that live there. So if you have old baby clothes, both boys and girls, bring them down, please. All right. So so if your kids are all grown out of them, you don't know what you're going to do them. You were going to sell them for like five cents a piece at a yard sale. Get them over to the Phoenix Dream Center. They can definitely use those. Boom. So so that's what we'll be this Saturday. Yep. We've got a lot of things going coming up. We do. A lot of yeah, things coming up. So cool. like you said, this Saturday, 
uh, in September. We got the Heroes 9-11 run. Uh, we won't be broadcasting from that, but we'll be down there kind of walking around, uh, participating in that a little bit. Uh, participate? I don't know if I'm going to be running. Like, like uh, when I say participating, let me, let me, let me, let me clarify yeah. for a second, if I may. When I say participating, be running I don't stuff. mean uh, running. <laughs> that word's really very rarely in my, cat, uh, yeah. my, my vocabulary. Um you know, walking around, talking to you know some of the vendors, and uh, giving you know, out there cards for, for and, support. Yeah, a lot of lot of support. Uh, Jessica Rice and Planet Fitness is putting that on, uh, and it's for the Travis Money Foundation, and it's absolutely awesome. We've we've partaked in that the last couple of years. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so, you, if you want to see some of the events that uh, JD and I are going to be at, or uh, other shows from the Heroes Media Group will be at go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Click on events. Uh, that page is going to be updated. We've got some stuff coming up. Uh, so whether you're uh, on the West Coast or the East Coast, we got stuff all over the country happening uh, through the next couple of months. So make sure you take part of that. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to give a big special thanks to our, our group sponsors. We have Premier Social Media. Uh, who just definitely shy though. Oh my gosh, she killed it. Killed it last uh, last I'm Saturday. I'm still going through those notes. Yeah, it's uh, awesome uh, and nothing but positive feedback. So if you go to Premiere uh, with an E, socialmedia.com, uh, she specializes in social media training, uh, but she offers a lot of other things as well. So it's Premiere with an E, uh, socialmedia.com. Uh, we also have Reality Realty, uh, Virginia Heroes. That's our East Coast mm-hmm. uh, realty company. They're they're huge. the number one realty company in Virginia, D.C., and Maryland. Um, and we're doing a lot of stuff with with them. Um, uh, Red Oak uh, Marketing as well. A lot of the stuff that we get, like our stickers, and uh, we just got some new uh, Heroes Media Group stickers uh, that we're going to be passing out, and you'll be able to buy those. Uh, they're like. You know, a dollar on the website. You can get yeah, in the next in the next couple of months. My goal is to help set up like a uh, a marketplace on uh, on Facebook for what we offer yep. for Heroes Media. Group. Yep. So we'll be doing that. And then, uh, who am I forgetting anybody? Why do I feel like I'm forgetting? Well, you know, somebody? we because we got a ton of supporters. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and pay some bills real quick? Why don't you let us know about our, our main sponsors? And I just did. Well, did you mention like Red Oak? And I did. You did. Okay, I so just you, did. I'm going through my list. And Hi. My list is welcome. Welcome to the welcome show. Welcome to the show. All right, but other than that, no, I I don't think you did. Um, I want to shout out to everybody in the network, man. Oh, that, that listen, we got some powerful. new shows uh, coming on. Listen, we got a, a firearm show. Uh, big shout out to uh, the Arms Room. Oh yeah, uh, they're not new. They've been with us. for No, a while, they've been with us while it was rebranding from right. the old right place. Uh, to to Heroes Media Group, but the, the Arms Room, great great show. Check them out. You can also check out uh, now the uh, Fans Union Sports Show. That's one that you you and a crew of people, uh, the crew, uh, do, and that that's growing exponentially, like over and over. I mean, it's crazy how how big that's getting. Well, it's sports, yeah, man. and loving it's, it, loving yeah. it. Uh, we got speaking I, of which, I'll be at the Diamondbacks game tonight. Hopefully, they can actually win one of these four games against Cardinals. We have a new show that just started yesterday called Vets in Homes, Ooh. which is brought to you in part by Bright Mortgage, uh, and they're they're nationwide, uh, and they're teaching vets how they can use their their mortgage, uh, their VA loans, and stuff. 
Got to give a big, big shout out to Josh Black with the Welcome to the South. Oh, man, you my got, man, listen, Josh if, Black, if you have not checked this out. You got to watch Welcome to the South. Crazy. I just want my award for recruiter of the yeah, year. Yeah, he is a uh, man. They put on a great show. I love it. They're down there in, in Atlanta. We got some more shows coming on board. Uh, the Veterans Heritage Hour, which is uh, uh, they're getting ready to launch their second season with us. Right. Um, we have obviously us, the Decision Hour. You cannot forget Joe Stojek with the uh, Tactical Sixteen. More importantly, the Military Press Wrestling. Military show. Press Wrestling He's, Show. This guy, also Silent J, is yeah. is crazy when it comes to uh, interviews and stuff like that. And by crazy, I mean like crazy good. It, it's he does such a, a killer job when it comes to interviews and stuff like that. I love listening to his stuff. Right. Um, so uh, we got a Garage Forty Four, which is coming up. Uh, here in in September, so a lot of great stuff, folks. Listen, you're already listening to the Decision Hour right now. To, uh, go over to HeroesMediaGroup.com and check out some of the other shows. Listen, we're getting ready. Uh, we got uh, a very special guest uh, who I had the privilege to meet about a month or two ago by the name of Ian uh, Palmerton, and Ian is this young kid, and I say kid because he's only 20 years old. And he started a, uh, a nonprofit uh, called the Palmerton Foundation for Fairness. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about um, his organization, where he's coming from, and whatnot. So, uh, folks, when uh, let me see if I can't get him, get him on the phone here. Uh, give me just a second here. Yeah, what he does is absolutely unbelievable, and we'll get we'll get into it a little bit more. But if you do, you can actually check it out while we're um, while we're on here trying to uh, get him on the line. Yeah, but he's supposed to be calling in here any minute. But uh, I mean, just you know, I was like I said, I was at an event when I met him, and he stood up, uh, and there was probably. 350, 400 people at this in, in this big conference room, and he stood up and he and, uh, he asked a question, and, and the the presenter had asked him, you know, what do you do? He's like, well, I found a nonprofit number. So, um, without further ado, folks, let me bring him on. Ian, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Awesome. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ian Palmerton. We were just talking. Uh, a little bit about him. Ian, we were telling our listeners a little bit about you, that you are the uh, founder of the Palmerton Foundation uh, for Fairness. But before we jump into about the foundation, Ian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am not the typical individual that would start a business. I am not a person who would have been the type of person who can amount to anything. At least that's what most people say. But here's the thing. I've, I came up through uh, a system called Child Protective Services where they, you know, they always try to do the best thing for me, but it never really seemed to do the best thing. Uh, I was adopted three times. I was moved around uh, to hundreds of places. Um, last time I stopped counting was maybe at 200. Um, I've been from two different countries. Um, just basically didn't know what to do with life. I try to find new avenues to work with. I try to find new hobbies to go with. Um, never could find anything that would actually make me happy and successful in life. Um, and it, it just basically 
I sat down one day and started writing uh, just little notes, little thoughts, and it came to be what it is today, the foundation that I have started. Now, Ian, where are you? Okay, so you've been in and out of the system, you say, but you said you've been in different countries. Where, where are you originally from? Do you, do you know? Um, well, I was originally born and raised in Russia, Kemerovo, Moscow, Russia. I um, was adopted into the United States uh, system through a private adoption, and uh, it, it, I thought it would be the new beginning of my life, but unfortunately... It wasn't, um, for, for a bit at least. And, uh, it, Russia, it, it's very cold. So coming over here, it, it was great, it, you know? Um, so yeah. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more, uh, Ian, you, you're, uh, I was telling everybody you're a young man, you're uh, about the age of 20 uh, or you're, you're in your early twenties. Um, and, and I was telling everybody that I'd met you at a at a conference, and you stood up and you were talking about your your organization. What what started this uh, the foundation? What prompted this? Was it because you you've gone through the system yourself? And can you talk a little bit about that? Well, um, like I was telling uh, a couple of other individuals at the conference that I was at, um, I I realized that there was no help, uh, successful help going through the system. Uh, there was no individuals who would stand up for the kid, uh, whether they were in a crisis or they were just trying to figure out what was the best placement. For me, I didn't have the exact um, nurturing or help of a solid group that would say, hey, you know what, this is what we believe. We, we can help you with, what do you think? Um, you know, they, they've always made choices for me or um, without me, and then they tell me, oh, by the way, um, you know, it, it just really kind of got me thinking, like, you know what, there should be somebody who, who can help these kids while helping the system, you know, because it, it's a tough world out there for the foster kids and they don't really understand what is going on because they've been moved around so many times already. And they're just trying to figure out someone who's going to be there for them in the long run instead of there for the paycheck. And so I decided to um, put the organization together to give the word to the foster kid instead of, you know, having the foster kids sit in the background and like, okay, what's going on now? Um, the foster kids can now have an input into their, you know, service and their um, program that they're in or about to be in instead of just being put into a placement that they might or might not like. So. All right. Yeah, Ian. Uh, first off, this is JD. Thank you very much for having having coming on the show. Um, I also was adopted, and uh, it actually took uh, twelve years uh, for for me. So it it definitely took a while through the system. So I can definitely understand where you're coming from, and I think that what you're doing to give these kids a little bit more input. As far as, you know, where they would like to go, why they would like to go, you know, what are their needs to be met? 
Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Now, what age were you when you were adopted? Um, well, I was given up at nine months old into what's called the Russian foster care system. I'm, I can't pronounce the name of it because it's in Russian. Um, and then the first time I got adopted was at six and a half years old. So imagine this six and a half year old kid coming on a 747 off to, you know, Wake Forest, North Carolina, trying to figure out what this world is, you know. Um, it, it, it was very tough for me just in the beginning, you know what I mean, trying to figure out what was what, who was who, why I was on or in a new country, um, trying to figure out, you know, where I was going, what I was doing. Um, you know, in the first four, first few years of the adoption, I I really did enjoy it. You know, I I enjoyed being in a a lovely family, a family that could take care of me. But unfortunately, the tables turned and I had to leave because they couldn't they couldn't just simply take care of me. They couldn't love me. They couldn't you know be there for me. And that that's a lot of issues brings up in foster care system. The the kids who think they're in a loving family, think they, you know, are in a caring family, eventually something goes wrong or they think it's going to go wrong and it, it something does, you know, maybe it's not the family, maybe it's not the kid, but something else goes wrong. And then they build this mentality where like, oh, no one's there for us. No one, no one cares about us. We're just outcasts, you know, and it only really, and honestly, it only takes one person to mess their life up. And it takes one person to help them out. You know, that's, that's really how it is. And a lot of people don't understand that because you, you just can't take care of the foster kid. doesn't mean you have to lie to them. You know, it doesn't mean you have to shun them. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, throw them out into the world. Just be there for them. Tell them the truth. Be honest with them. And, um, you, you could save life. Absolutely, man. You know what? And when, as you're going through that, I'm starting to kind of recall a few things about childhood. But now let me ask you this. Have you been reunited or have you met your birth parents since then? No, I've, uh, at, at nine months old, um, I was given up in, into the Russian court system and they took me from there into orphanages. From there, I've never met them at any point from nine months old to six and a half. I've never met them. Um, once I came to the United States, I've never heard anything of them, never heard any documentation of them. So I don't, I don't even know what they look like, what they sound like, what their names are or anything like that, you know? And honestly, I believe it's for the best because if they decided to give me up at nine months old, then there was an issue with them. And unfortunately that's how I have to see it nowadays because really, I don't know who they were, why they gave me up. So if, if they weren't capable of dealing with me or having me, then I probably shouldn't really know them, you know? But unfortunately, it sounds really bad, but that's just how it is. That's how I have to live my life. And, you know, you know, unfortunately and sadly, I'm okay with it. You know, eventually I'm going to run into them someday, hopefully. 
but me personally, I, I can care less, you know, because family's supposed to stick together. If they wanted to find me, they would have found me already because more likely the the system in the Russian in Russia, they would have given a heads up to them or something like that. Um, but unfortunately, no. Um, there are, there are times where I do wish I met my parents, and most of the time it's like, okay, it's enough, you know. I I really don't need to, um, you know, because of what happened, and I'm good with that. So. That's cool, man. That's cool. And and I can definitely relate. Um, I was giving up around the same age. Uh, don't know exactly when. I know I was just a baby because I saw one picture at one point and, you know, I was a little ugly, chubby, chubby baby, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but. Um, Still are. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't actually meet my birth parents, or I should say parent, um, I located them. I, I don't recall if there was ever any chance that they took the opportunity to try and locate me, but I loc- I located them. I located my mom towards the end of my military service. And I, when I, by the time I located my dad, he had died two months prior, and he's currently buried in Denver, North Carolina, which gave me the opportunity to know that there was actually a Denver, North Carolina. Uh. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, I definitely understand what you're talking about, where you're going with, and I, and I understand, you know, kind of your reason behind wanting to do this, uh, and putting together this foundation as you have, because I mean, growing up in the foster system, unfortunately as a kid, you know, what else are you going to think? But, you know, sometimes you'll go back to, well, you know, why was it that, you know, they didn't want me? Or you'll think about, you know, what would my life be like differently? Would it be better? Would it be worse? You know? Yeah. And, and eventually, it took me a long time, but eventually, you just got to realize that, you know, well, you know what, you're going to be all right. And it sounds like you've done that. Um, you know, you, you're going to be all right. And you know what, regardless of what happened in your past, your future is determined by, by what you do from this point forward. And which is why I got to commend you for putting together the Palmertons Foundation for Fairness. Uh, because I, to be honest with you, I've never seen an organization like this. I don't see people out there that are trying to get resources together for these kids. And uh, I definitely think there's a need for it. There's a big need for it. And you, you know what? I got to, again, I got to commend you for um, whether you know it or not, being a leader uh, in the community for doing this. And, I mean, this this could be big. This could be huge. Something like this could spread out there. I mean, you've got the foster system, but the foster system is a system. It's run like a machine where, you know, it doesn't really take too much human input. It doesn't take the input of the children, which is why it's important to have individuals like yourself and foundations like yours to be able to figure out what it is exactly that the kid wants because that's still important. So, again, thank you. Yeah, I think here's the one thing that I really like about Ian what kind of stood out to me about him was, was the fact that he's here's a young man that's been through a system. Uh, I can't even fathom what, it, what it's been like. And the first thing I thought of was I thought of you, J.D., because I knew you, you've gone through it yourself. Um, 
and and the potential that that this young man has, uh, and, and to branch out and and to start an organization like this, that I like you said, I I have not seen anything like this as uh, myself. Um, Ian, can you talk a little bit more about the foundation, um, and and you know what you guys offer? Yeah, um, in fact, I have some information in front of me currently. I would like to um, just, you know, speak about it real quick. Our mission statement for the foundation is to provide mentoring and a voice to the lost, hopeless, at-risk youth in the local areas, to stand up for the rights of the at-risk youth in the local areas. And that's just basically, like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're being there for them. We're being there um, ultimate guardian. We're being there to protect them. We're being there to, you know, give them a lifting hand up in the world and say, you know what? Yeah, stuff happens, you know, but here's the thing. Don't give up, you know, don't, don't fall into society's role as your sticky label or as your label that society has on you. You're just an outcast. You're, you're nobody. Be somebody and prove people wrong that have put you down. Um, that's, that's our mission statement. Our vision statement to unite the local communities to build a stronger today for a successful tomorrow, to provide the local youth with the hope, love, and faith to achieve a new future. And that basically ties into the mission statement, but as a community-wide. Uh, we're trying to get this community-wide because it builds community it builds a village. It takes a village to build a child into a successful life. And I believe, believe strongly in that statement. Uh, the village builds a child because the fact that the community needs to be there for everybody. You know what I mean? The community needs to be there for the community. And if the community is fallen, then how can we know that the child's safe or the youth and it can be in a uh, successful environment. Um, and that's where we come in and to unite the communities, talk to the local communities, um, tell them what's going on, show them what's going on, and, you know, give them options on how to revise and, you know, correspond with the issues and fix them, you know. That, that's what we do. Now, um, our company motto, giving a new life through hope and faith, that basically means we're we're building them up with power to understand them and to give them hope into being themselves and being a strong individual and giving the faith that they can do anything that they dream of and they can they can be in power for themselves instead of someone telling them uh, what they can do and what they can't do. So uh, another another. Um, piece of information that we have. Um, I would like to read some statistics um, from 2012. Um, they're about the foster care system. Unfortunately, these numbers have not changed much. Um, this is a national uh, statistics for foster care. And this was given in uh, 2012. And um, it goes as follows. 3.3 million reports of violence against ch uh, child abuse or children were filed. Only 251,764 
were actually put in the foster care system. Uh, 23,439 of those um, 251,764 aged out of foster care. One in five went homeless of those 23,439. Only half of that number were employed by the age of 24. Less than 3% of that number got a college degree. 71% of the young women in the aged out group became pregnant by the age of 21. One in four of the 23,439 had experienced PTSD sometime in their life. That's some shocking information. If we go from 3.3 million to 23,439 being successful somewhere, we have an issue. From 3.3 million, that is a large number. That is larger than Phoenix alone, okay? And it's an issue. That's, uh, those those are very shocking numbers. Very shocking. Yes. And again, that was in just in 2012. Now, have you seen in the work that you've been doing over the last couple of years, have you seen the numbers? I mean, is there a slight decrease in those numbers or increase in those numbers as far as being successful? Yes, I've I've seen a slight, a slight distance, uh, both up and down. There, there were some years where they went down and then there was some years that went up. Now, it's not a, not a huge difference to, you know, be geographical, but it's still a difference that we've made. Whether it's my organization, whether it's other organizations uh, that deal with foster care, but there's, once again, there are many organizations that are in foster care that are trying to help. But my organization, we put a little twist into it. We, we get personal and we understand where the child's come from because all my employees, all my individuals that work for me, they've been in foster care. They've known what foster care is. And I think that's where my organization stands out and to be able to help more because of the fact that we have that experience of first person experience of the foster care system. And we can understand what the youth is going through, uh, going through, um, at that time or in that moment. That's, so. that's something else. You know, folks, like I said, this is all, this show is called the decision hour. And, uh, you know, we have Ian on from, uh, Ian Palmerton from the Palmerton foundation for fairness. And he made the decision to create change for the foster care, uh, kids going through the system and whatnot. Now, Ian, I know you are out and about right now across the country doing a speaking engagement in Tennessee, uh, for the next couple of weeks. And I know you, uh, you'll be back cause you currently, you reside here in, in the, uh, in Arizona, which is where this show is based out of right now. Uh, but I, I know a couple of weeks ago that you had, got on a Greyhound bus, bus and did a uh, speaking engagement out in uh, t- Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to you coming back. But for our listeners that want to get involved or to help out with your foundation, how can they get a hold of you? Um, well, we have a 24-7 hotline number. It is also our corporate number. Uh, the number that we have available for uh, just about anybody um, is uh, 202 202- Four six nine two nine five five. The number again is two zero two four six nine two nine five five. We have a corporate email um, that individuals can contact us at tpf four f dot inbox at live dot com. Again, the email is tpf four f dot inbox at live.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash TPF for F. Once again, uh, facebook.com forward slash TPF for F. Um, you guys can contact us, um, three, four, seven, um, three, six, five, uh, whether you have any questions on who we are, what we do, or whether you want to help in some way, some fashion, whether it's coming with us to our speaking engagements or, uh, you know, supporting us in another way. We're all, we're all happy to accept anything you guys are willing to help us with. Very, Uh, very good. Very good. Well, Ian, um, we're going to have to let you go uh, for now and uh, wish you safe travels. Uh, Again, those of you that are online listening to this podcast, go to the Palmerton Foundation for Fairness. And uh, Ian, just one more time on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash TPF4F. TPF4F? Yes. Outstanding. Ian, we appreciate you being on the show today. All righty. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Ian. All right, Ian. That was phenomenal. Palmerton. Uh, I tell you what, this kid is, is, like I said, I can't say enough good things about the kid, you know. Um, it just, it, 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 he resonated with me. It, he's got a lot of good goals. You know, I'll tell you something that he didn't talk about. Uh, he's also, secu- he, he's got his own security uh, company. Really? That, that he does as well, yeah. Um, it was funny, a couple weeks ago he calls me up and says, uh, Mr. Bird, I, you know, uh, I got the speaking engagement, blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you know anybody that could uh, house me or whatever or um, to get out there? So I made a couple phone calls and uh, gave him some ideas. Next day, he said, hey, listen, I took your advice. Uh, I got a speaking engagement. Um, any chance that you could uh, – I just need to get down to the uh, the bus station. I said, I tell you what, where are you? I'll come get you. So I dropped nice. everything, and, and uh, me and my, the boy, we went and picked him up. And I took him down to the bus station, and uh, you know he's been out uh, doing the speaking engagements out in Tennessee, going to different churches and different organizations, talking about uh, the Palmerton Foundation for for fairness and stuff. So I think it's really really cool. What it's a great idea, um, and like I said, it's it's definitely you think of foster kids and uh, and stuff like that. You know, are you JD? I I wasn't in the system. I I don't know what it, what that's like. And, 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 you know, I know this hits home for you on a personal level, um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a lot. Um, you know, can, can you resonate a little bit with, with Ian? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, 
You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that go through the mind of of kids when they are, I guess you'd call displaced. You know, when they're put in the system. You know, why doesn't anybody want me? Who are my real parents? What would my life be like? You know, would it be better? Would it be worse? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? What's my family heritage? Which I'm just starting to right. to figure out. Yeah, and I'm 37 years old. Turned 38 in two months. Holy yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, growing up there, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of second guessing. Right. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of lashing out at my parents, the ones that adopted me. Um, I, I use that all the time. You're not my real parents, you know? And so it's, it's, it wasn't easy on them either to bring me in. They already had three kids. Wow. Yeah. And they decided to adopt me, you know? So, um, I mean, there was a lot of lashing out. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of unanswered questions. You know what I mean? And even to this day, I got one answer as to why I was given up from my dad, who supposedly wrote me a letter, which I never saw. I guess my mom told me about it. She just didn't want me to see it. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that you go through. Right. And then you, you hear from my, my real mom, who we actually, even though we've spoken in the past, we actually just started, like, really speaking. My my. My mother, the one that I call my mother, passed away in 2010. You were actually right there next yeah, to me re- when I it rem- happened. I remember that. When I got that call. I remember that. Um, so she will forever be my mom. Right. You know, regardless of what the relationship is between me and my real mom, who technically is still my mother. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's really not much of a relationship there. I mean, we talk, you know, we we're adults about it. There's there's no negativity towards her. So do you look all, at her now. as a as, uh, do you look at her as a as a just a, an acquaintance in your life then or as yeah kind of I mean she's got the title of yeah. mom but but does she it, well she does biologically you can't deny Bi- that right right so she was your your see because I'm. now my sister I I get along with my sister one of my sisters I've always been in touch with right. That's Chrissy. First off, you know what? I got to give a shout out to her because she has lost a human and a half in the last two years. And and you think I'm joking? No, I. I yeah, she was yeah. up tipping the 400 pound scale. She's now like 170, 180, and she's good for her. She's running and all this stuff. So first off, shout out to her, um, Kim. You know, I, I just started really talking to because her and my my mom got a relationship. And then the other one, Holly, I, I haven't heard or spoke to in in years. So, because I, you know, I've I've always knew my biological mom growing mm. up. Um, I lived with my mom, you know, through and through. Um, I didn't know my biological dad at the time. Now, the, the, the man that I call dad is is he's technically my stepfather, but right. to me, he to me he's dad is, yeah. and has been for the last twenty six plus years. Um, but I, I had uh, sought out my biological father, and I don't think of him as dad or, or anything like that. To me, he's, you know, just the donor. You know, is a blood relative, but yeah. without being the relative. Yeah, I can understand. Know. I mean, my the, the, the gentleman that I call dad currently lives in some of New Hampshire, which is about yeah. 
45 minutes north of Boston, Mass., mm. um, which I claim Boston. You know, I grew up in yep. the area yep. and stuff like that because um, it's a lot easier to explain where Boston is than it is to explain where Summersworth is. Right. Um, but, yeah, growing up in the system sucked. Um, the, the biggest challenge that I've found as an adult is trying to get like copies of like birth certificates and stuff yeah. because the, the, the welfare agency mm-hmm. where my case was at, right. where, where my file was at burnt to the ground. Oh man. So technically I got a birth certificate that says demurs on it. Yeah. I got a birth certificate that says demurs on it, yeah. which is currently my last name, my adopted name. My last name, my real last name, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for this, is Cornelia, which is why I have... Really? Yeah, which is why I have... In all uh, the years that I've known you, yeah, that is the first time you've ever shared that. Yeah, I've got a tattoo of corn on my, but not an actual picture. It just says corn because... Well, let's keep it PG now. Well, growing up, growing up, um, none of my friends could pronounce my last name. Yeah. Cornelia. And... Um, and so everybody, every even the teachers, when they took roll call, they called me Corn. And so that was my nickname growing up. And I, and I have a tattoo of that on my back that I got after I joined the army because apparently everybody that joins the army gets at least one tattoo. That's a bad um, idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I did get it, and I got it to to remember where I came from because right. you know going through the system and trying to find an identity, it's not an easy thing for these kids to do. But, I mean, I've turned out great, even through the struggles and everything. I think I've turned out pretty damn good, uh, very successful, yeah, you're run my own already. business. You're all right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've, I walk down a path that not too many people do, especially being an entrepreneur. So, you know, I've served my country, which is awesome. Um, and uh, first off, shout out to anybody else out there, any veterans or anybody that's currently serving. We definitely appreciate what Amen. you're doing and what you've done. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and to be honest with you, I can't look back and say that if I would have stayed with my original family, I would have had the strength to Do to serve my country. Yeah. Because my mom, my mother, the one that passed away in 2010, was so hard on me. Yeah. Like 50 times her regular kids. And growing up, sometimes I hated it. I couldn't stand it. We, I started lashing out when I turned, like, you know, sophomore in high school, you know, and I ended up living with my older brother for a while and stuff like that. But I can honestly say that the only reason I'm successful today was because of her. Yeah. That's it. Because, I mean, she put me through so many tough times. And, and, you know, I created a mindset that, you know what, I can do anything. And, and, and I got that and from her. Have. And you have. So, you know, there, there's a blessing in everything. You just got to find a way to do it. Well, listen, that was – I appreciate you, J.D., and all the years. And thanks for sharing that with me. I did not know that your last name was – Cornelia. Yeah, Cornelia. Yeah. Cornelia. So. I used to speak French actually quite fluently until yeah. my, my grandmother passed. Oh, jeez. I'd like to just speak English properly. Yeah, I still don't have that. Yeah, down. I don't have that done either. So, but listen, folks, uh, you know, again, we want to give a big shout to Ian uh, Palmerton, Palmerton Foundation for Palmerton's Palmerton's found, Foundation for Fairness. Yep, uh, and you can find him on social media on the Facebook. Do you have mm-hmm. his Facebook up by any chance? Uh, one second. Um, it is facebook.com forward slash tpf. 4F, the number 4F, so the Palmerton Foundation for Fairness, TPF4F 
uh, is uh, where you can find them on Facebook. Uh, and then the uh, the website is corporatemain.wix.com forward slash A-Z-T-P-F-4-F. I'm going to say that again. Corporatemain.wix.com forward slash A-Z-T-P-F-4-F. And you will see this on the archive show. Uh, you're listening to a podcast right now, so you'll see that from our Podbean, from iTunes, uh, iTunes, and Veterans and, Today, and so on. Uh, you can also you probably have that up on our uh, uh, show page at the Heroes Media Group dot com uh, forward slash the Decision Hour uh, there as well. So another great show, I think, in the books uh, next oh, yeah. week. Uh, is de- a big one that you, you're not going to want to miss this one. We're going to be talking with Jay from Pitney Bowes, which is a big, huge, huge supply company. Right. Uh, and they love helping out. Uh, they're looking for uh, veteran small businesses to to work with and whatnot. So if you don't know about Pitney Bowes, uh, you got a week to look check them out uh, because we're going to have a very special guest, uh, Jay from Pitney Bowes, uh, joining us next uh, next week. Uh Again, I want to say thank you to our our, our uh, group sponsors, network sponsors. We have uh, Premier Social Media with an E, PremierSocialMedia.com. Uh, uh, they specialize in social media training for uh, groups. Uh, Reality Realty, Virginia Heroes. We have uh, Red Oak uh, Marketing. Uh, and I, for some reason, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, or no, but we got a couple more that are on the hook right now. I cannot mention them uh, quite yet, uh, but uh, we're very excited. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the Heroes Media Group uh, by simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. You can always check out our stuff. If, uh, if you're listening to our show now and you want to listen to past shows, uh, again, go to heroesmediagroup.com forward slash the decision hour. You can also hear us on a live stream at uh, VT Radio every Saturday and Sundays from 5 to 6 uh, in their live stream uh, over there. So big shout out to uh, VT Radio and uh, Hire Our Heroes, or excuse me, HireVeterans.com uh, uh, and all John Allen and the group over there are doing a fantastic job over there. So uh, any parting words? No, this is a great show, man. It actually brought back a lot of memories. So, hey, listen, yeah, I and you know, I got one alibi real quick. Those of you that are looking, thinking about having a uh, have thought about uh, making a change in your life, uh, you know, this is called the decision hour for a reason. Uh, the JD and myself, we are part of a, a much the larger. Uh, we 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 are part of a much larger organization called the Empower Network. Um, yep. And it's a great organization. If you got questions or whatnot, make sure you check out. You can actually go to themotivatedmindset.com and you can check out birdsoftheword.com, B-I-R-D-Z, theword.com. And if you need a little extra push and you're thinking about getting a coach, whether it's for professional development or a life coach, please email me. And you can email me at mradambird at gmail.com. So uh, we're going to call that a wrap for today, folks. And uh, we appreciate you being being here. Uh, So until next week, for JD, I'm Adam. With much love, we'll see you guys next week.
Yeah. And the twilight. 